Hello, this is Josh Christman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Ephesians chapter 4. start reading at verse 2 and then we're going to we're going to flip over to John 14 and read a couple scriptures there let's get to it with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Lowliness and meekness. Somebody say lowliness and meekness. With long suffering, that means that means uh, suffering long with each other forbearing one another in love elbow your neighbor and say I put, I'll put up with you that's what that means to put up with you know we're not always going to see eye to eye somebody say amen there might be times where you get your feathers ruffled and I get mine ruffled but we put up with each other for love's sake for bearing one another in love not because you feel love but because love is faith you act it out in faith by putting up with each other loving each other even though maybe sometimes we don't like each other Endeavoring, Why? Why do we do that? Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Because we're only in unity when we're in love. Somebody say amen. There's one body. He's talking about unity here. There's one body, one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Somebody say amen. There's one God. Somebody say there's one God. Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. That's powerful. John chapter 14.
Let's start at verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Somebody say, he is. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am that. Not me, him. Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. From henceforth, hear me, you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Just show us the Father, and we'll be, we'll be happy. Right? Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father. Believeth thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning on this subject, the Father of all. The Father of all. Why don't you lay your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, everybody, collectively, every person, close your eyes, lift your face towards heaven. Amen. Lift your voice to, to the Lord this morning. Ask him to speak to you today. Come on, pray for the one next to you. Pray, pray for the one across the aisle. Lord, speak to us today. Let our eyes be open, Lord, our ears unstopped, and our hearts receptive of your word. Lord, help us to know and to understand, God. I pray that you would loose the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of who you are, that we may know, Lord, what is the exceeding greatness of your power to usward who believe. God, release your revelation into this house. Show us, Lord, who you are. God, I pray that you would lose faith in this house. Come on, in the name of Jesus, to receive whatever miracle that we need today. Come on, loose the faith required today. Lord, in the name of, come on, lift your voice unto the Lord today. Praise your name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 
there's a concept all throughout Scripture that uh, I believe that needs to be in the revelatory arsenal of every person uh, that calls themselves a believer. Amen. Dad, would you come sit with us on the platform? Amen. We'll all wait for you and watch you as you come. Amen. Why don't we give him a hand? Thankful for him. throughout scripture there is a concept and an understanding uh, in the in the Bible if you believe the Bible uh, if you don't believe the Bible that's that's something different but in the Bible the Word of God we consider to be God's word for all of mankind amen the logos of God the plan of God the purpose of God how I many know that, that it was made known unto men and women, and they begin to write. And we have a written record of God's eternal word for mankind. And all throughout Scripture, there's a concept and a principle and an understanding in, the, in, the, in, the, in Judaism. You know, how many know that Christianity started out as Judaism? It started out as, as a Jewish people. Amen. A called out people. The first man was Abraham. Abraham was was called out. He was called out to be a a man of faith and to go where God had called him to go. And it was through the the relationship with Abraham that God began to send his plan and his purpose. How many know he said, through thy seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed. How many know he was talking about the seed of Isaac, which would become the seed of Jacob. And and Jacob would give birth to the 12 tribes of Israel. Amen. And through the 12 tribes of Israel, there'd be one tribe by the name of Judah, who he would bring forth the Redeemer. Come on, somebody. Through, Through the seed of Abraham, all the nations of the world would be blessed. It was through the Jewish religion. And in Judah, Judaism. Uh, if you ask any Jew, devout Jew, how many gods there are, they're going to give you an answer. There's one. Amen. There's one God. There is one God. You start throwing numbers at them and they're going to say, hold on a minute. You're not serving the same God that I'm serving. Amen. Because there was an understanding in Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 6 when he said, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt worship the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all of thy strength. Come on. How many know that the very first commandment and understanding is there's one God, and you need to worship that one God with everything that you are. Come on. There is one God, and it's not divided up between multiple gods and different deities. There is one God. There is one God in heaven, a Father of all, who is through all and in you all. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, there's one. There's one God. Amen. There's not multiple gods. There's one God. Amen. The Bible says in the book of, in the book of uh, Isaiah, he says, Where's it at? He calls himself the Holy One of Israel. 
Amen. Multiple places throughout Scripture, he calls himself the Holy One of Israel. Amen. The Holy One of Israel. He said, I am God all by myself. There is none beside me. Read the book of Isaiah. It'll tell you there is none beside me. I am God all by myself, and there are none like me, neither will there be any God formed after me. I am God all by myself. How many know that he is God all by himself, and he is the Holy One of Israel. Amen. I haven't come to pick a fight this morning, but I've come to preach the word. Nowhere in Scripture does it ever say that there's a Holy Trinity. Nowhere in Scripture does it ever say that there's three gods. There is one God, the Holy One of Israel. It is Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty. Somebody say amen. Amen. There is one God. Somebody say there's one God. And Father of all. He's through all. And he's in us all. Somebody say amen. We have to come to an understanding that the Father, somebody say, I want to know who the Father is. Does anybody want to know who the Father is? Amen. I want to know the Father. Does anybody want to know the Father? Amen. There's a story in the book of uh, Luke chapter 15. Uh, Jesus begins to tell a story about uh, about a household where there was a father and there was two sons. And uh, the younger of the two sons uh, made up his mind that, that, that he wanted his inheritance. He wanted everything that fell to him. Somebody stay with me this morning. He took what was his and he left. There are certain things that we have a right to as sons and daughters. We were created and given a life. Somebody say a life. A life to live. We have been gifted with a right to choose how and on what we will spend it. Up to this point, he had lived under the care of his father in his father's house. The covering of his father protected and preserved his life and all that was of value. No doubt it was the father's desire for him to live out his days with him, working with his father in the father's house. But there came a day when his plans were different and they didn't line up with that which, was, that which he was living under. So he took what was his. He left the father to go and to chase his dreams, his desire, his own way, his own house. It's mine. I'll spend it the way I want to spend it. Come on, somebody. How many know that God has given us a life? He has giving, given us one life to spend it as we choose to live it out the way that we have desired. It is his desire to live our days in and under his care. Come on, under the covering of his protection and his provision and his salvation. It is his desire for us to stay under the shelter of his wings. How many know that's true? Amen. But we all have a choice to make. We can choose to stay or we can choose to leave. Amen. This, this young boy began, he said, it's mine. I'm going to spend it the way that I want to spend it. And he went out and he wasted 
all of his substance. Somebody say all of his substance. On riotous living. Riotous living is, is having or showing no morals of behavior. It's wildly extravagant. Very wasteful. Just throwing, just throwing money, his substance at whatever come his way or whatever was his heart's desire. Riotous, no care, just spending it anywhere and everywhere that he desired to. How many know that if you spend and spend and spend and you never make a deposit, you're going to run out? Amen. And it wasn't long when he had spent all. There arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. So he joined himself to a citizen of the country. And the citizen of the country sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And as he was getting ready to feed the swine, he began to desire to eat the stuff that the pigs were eating. Because when you're hungry, you'll eat whatever is available to fill your belly. So we say amen. He said he would have eaten of the husks. He would have filled his belly with the husks that the, the swine were eating. But the Bible says that he came to himself. And there was a realization that, that hold on a minute, my, the, the servants in my father's house, house have food enough to spare. They have more than enough. They have more, even the servants in my father's house have more than enough. I will arise and I will go back to my father. Amen. I will go back to the place where I know I am. I was protected. I'll go back to the place where I knew I was cared for. I'll go back to the care and the provision of my father. And I'll tell my father that I'm not worthy to be called your son. And I'm not, I've sinned against you and against heaven. And I'm not worthy to be called your son. And I don't have to be your son anymore. Just make me as one of your hired servants. And, and I'll return and I'll, that, that was his story. I'm going to go back and, and I'm just going to be a servant in my father's house. Amen. I'm going to go back and I'm just going to be one of the hired help. Come on. I don't have to be called one of the sons. I don't have to stand in the position as a son any longer. I don't even deserve to be in the position that I was in, but I just need to go back. Come on. I just need to get back to that place where I was protected. Come on. Where, where I was covered. Where... Where, where the Father was making provision for me, I know that I'll be protected under the care of the Father. We have to understand that in every person that's born in the earth, there was an innate need for God. Come on. There is an innate need for the Father which is in heaven. Amen. This is a story that's told of every one of us. Amen. We talk about this being the prodigal son and those that have walked away from the, 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 the provision of God or the salvation of God or the love of God, but we can't point our fingers at anybody and say you're a prodigal when I myself am a prodigal because at moments in my life I have walked away from the love of God walked away from the correction of God walked away from the provision of God walked away from the word of God Amen. Every one of us have been in that place. Every one of us have stood in that place. We should all have compassion and mercy for people that are trying to get back to God. 
There should be a love for the sinner because Jesus, the, the Bible says that God is married to the backslider. Come on. He is connected to those that have walked away because any person that's been born on the face of this earth has a God-given purpose to be fulfilled in their life. If they're not living it, God wants them to live it. If they're not walking in it, God wants them to walk in it. He's pulling on them. Come on. There has to be a place that believes in people and believes in the call of God in people's lives. Come on, there has to be a place that understands the love of God, the mercy of God, the forbearance of God. I would never understand the mercy of God if I never needed his mercy. I would never be able to understand the grace of God if I never needed his grace. I'd never be able to understand the love of God if he never loved me and picked me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock. Clap your hands to the Lord if you're thankful for the mercy of God. Amen. How many know the son, he could, he could want to get back all he wanted to. He could, the only, he, he, he could have a desire to get back to God and not be able to. We have to understand that that, that mankind could not get back to God themselves. That regardless of what was in my heart to get back to God, I could never get where God was. I could never go where he was at. I could never reach the level that he was on. I could never get to him. There was a great gulf between man and God. There was a great separation between where man was and where God was. There was a there, there was a great gap. Somebody say a gap. Come on, there was, a, there was a huge divide between where man was and where God was. And all through the Old Testament, people, they, they desired to get back to God. They desired to touch God. Come on, they desired to be with God. But none of them really were with God until Jesus came. Come on, somebody. How many know that the, the Bible says in the Old Testament, when Lord, the God is talking, he said, I looked for a man to stand in the gap and make up the hedge, but I found none. Come on. He scoured the earth to look for a man that was good enough, that was able enough to make up the gap, to, to stand between God and man. But he said, I found none. But further on down in Scripture, he said, I swear by myself. I have sworn by myself. Self, the word that has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. What was he saying? As, as Paul was preaching in the New Testament, he said every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord for the glory of the Father. What was he talking about? He's talking about the words that God had already spoken. God had sworn by himself amen, that he was going to redeem mankind. He was going to bring us back. I mean, how many know he was going to make up the hedge? He was going to make up the difference. He was going to be the go-between. Come on. He was going to be the mediator. He was going to be the one that stood in the place of all mankind. Come on. And bear the sins of all the world. How many know in the Old Testament scripture, when Isaiah was preaching, he said he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Jesus came. But he's already talking about what the Lord had done. 
Come on, he's already talking about it is already done. And with by my stripes, you are healed. He's already preaching deliverance and healing and restoration. And Jesus had not come yet. Why? Because God declares his word first. Come on. He declares the ending from the beginning. He spoke it in a prophetic essence to bring to life the things that God had purposed to do. Somebody say amen. Genesis 22, 16, he said, by myself I have sworn, saith the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall all, by thy seed shall all the nations of the world be blessed. Amen. Because Abraham was not uh, was 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 not withholding this, his son Isaac, and he took him to Mount Moriah to sacrifice him on the altar of God. And the moment he got ready to thrust that knife into his chest and kill that boy, an angel of the Lord showed up and said, "Stay thy hand." Amen. And he looked up and there was a ram caught in the thicket. Come on. And he said, now I know that you believe me. Now I know that you were willing to trust me because you were not willing to withhold your only son because Abraham didn't withhold his son. How many know that set in motion through the through, down through the pages of time for God to become a man and give himself a ransom for many? Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Behold, Isaiah 12, 2. Behold, God is my salvation. Somebody say, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Jehovah has become my salvation. If you look up that word salvation, look it up. I urge you. The word is Yeshua. That, that was Jesus' name. The, the English transliteration of Yeshua is Jesus. And so he says, he also has become my salvation, or he has become my Jesus. Come on, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. It was already written about in the Old Testament. It was from the beginning. He was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. But make no mistake about it, this was not another entity in the Godhead. This was not a second person in the Godhead. This was God himself. It was Jehovah robed in flesh. Hebrews 1 and 3, who being the brightness of glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty of on high. He's the express image of his person, the outward expression of who God is. Amen. The manifestation of the characteristics and the person of God in a way that we could see it. 
Come on. It was, a, it was God manifest in a bodily form. The express image of his person. Who is the image? Colossians 1 and 15. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. For by him, somebody say by him, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. He's talking about Jesus there. He's talking about the fulfillment of Jesus. Jesus creating all things. He is in heaven and in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities, all things were created by him and for him and he was before all things and by him all things consist hear me 119 for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell it was pleasing to the father that he should put all of his fullness into the man Christ Jesus I got one amen Colossians 2 and 9 for in him dwelleth all of the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When he's talking about the Godhead, he's talking about the state of being God in every way, shape, and form. It was the fullness dwelleth in Jesus bodily. I'm going to tell you, if you're looking for the Father someplace else, you're not going to find him. His, his, his name is not Allah. His name is not Buddha. His name is Jesus. First Timothy 3 and 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. There's a lot of mysteries about God that we don't understand. Come on. There's a lot about God that we can't comprehend. He's saying, great is the mystery of godliness. It's high. It's far above our comprehension and our ability to comprehend with our, with our itty-bitty natural minds. Come on. It's, it's a great mystery. Amen. There are a lot of things about God that we have not come to the revelation of. But this, Paul said, I do understand. God was manifest in the flesh. Who was? God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Make no mistake about it, that man that, that was released into, into the world, that, that, that was called the word of God. Amen. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of the angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world and he was received up into the glory. And I want to tell you his name is Jesus. He was God manifest in flesh. Second Corinthians 5 and 9, to wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Put it up there. I, I want you to see it. Second Corinthians, it's in the Bible. Second Corinthians 5, 9, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. 
God was in Christ standing in the gap between where man was and where God was. Come on, how many know when we could not get where he was, when we could not overcome and breach the gap, come on, when we wouldn't, couldn't close the gap no matter how much we desired it, that, 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 that God bridged the gap, come on, that he robed himself in flesh and he stood in the place of all of mankind and bore all of the sins of the whole world. That includes you and me on the cross, nailing them to the cross how many know that sin is no longer the problem? That Jesus overcame all of the sins of mankind, nailing them to the cross, washing them away in his own blood. How many know that was the Father's blood? Isaiah 9 and 6, put it up there. For unto us, unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God what's that next one the everlasting father the Prince of Peace. A child is going to be born. A son is going to be given. You know, people have a hard time closing the gap between father and son. How can he be both father and son? He was son only because he was born through the womb of a woman. He was a son born through the womb of a woman, submitting himself to what a son must submit himself to. He submitted himself to time. He submitted himself to pain. He submitted himself to hunger. Come on. He submitted himself to thirst. He submitted himself to all the temptations that mankind could ever endure. Come on. He submitted himself to the laws and the plan of God. Come on. He, he submitted himself to the law of God. How many know that he was not, he was not uh, under, he was under the, made under the law, but he was the fulfillment of the law. Amen. Jesus fulfilled every law that was written from the hand of God. Come on. How many know only God could do that? He was only a son because of the position that he held of being submitted to and following the plan and the purpose of God. But he would stand up and say, me and my father are one. I am in the father and the father is in me. Come on, I'm not a separate entity from the father. We are one and the same, amen. But I am operating in the earth as a son. The people say, why did he pray? Because he had to, he was a son. Come on. How many know he was made in the form and the likeness of man? He made himself. Read it. He made himself. If you just stop right there. He made himself of no reputation, but became in the form of a man and became obedient unto death 
even the death of the cross. When we think of Jesus, we think of this, this poor, this poor old son that, that, that was trapped. That, that was trapped under the sins of, of all the world. That, that he was in a place that he could not get out of. We have no idea who he was. Amen. He had the ability to call 10,000 of angels. If he wanted to get off of that cross, he could have got off of the cross. If he wanted to get out from underneath of the beating that he took on the whipping post, he could have He could have slew them all. He could have killed all of the Jews and everybody that rose up against him. But that was not the plan from the beginning. He submitted himself as a lamb led to the slaughter and he opened not his mouth. Even though he had all power in heaven and in earth, he chose to show forth his love to all of mankind submitting to what needed to happen to bring us back somebody say amen he's the everlasting father how many know he's the everlasting father shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Why don't we lift our hands to the Lord and thank God for the sacrifice. Come on. That was God robed in flesh. Come on. That was God giving his life. That was God. The Bible says that God commended his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. God manifested his love towards us in that while we were yet still afar off, that we were made nigh by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That love that was shown on the cross That was God's love. Somebody say that's God's love. The son got up from where he was at. And he said, I'll go back to the father. He's walking down the road in all of his dirt sin, all of his shame all of his guilt all of the lies all of the waste all of the mistakes and failures his desire was just to just, I just need to get back to the Father I just need to get back As he's coming down the road, all of a sudden in the distance, he can see somebody running towards him. The Bible says that while he was yet a great way off, he saw him. He ran to him. Father, 
I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of your servants. The father hugs him, kisses him on the neck, like only a father can do. Embraces him. There's nothing like the embrace of a father. Come on, somebody. There's nothing like the security of the embrace of the father. He embraced him. And yeah, he heard the contrition of his words and the brokenness of his words and the brokenness of his situation and his condition. But he had the power to cover it. And he told his servants, he said, come on, let's bring a robe. Put, a, put, a, put a, a new robe on him. Put the ring back on his finger. Put shoes on his feet. You know what that speaks of? That's restoration. Given him back everything that he had lost. There's no greater love. There's no greater love than God's love. Come on, there's no greater. If you've experienced God's love, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. If you've failed, if you've fallen short, if you've made mistakes, if you if you have if you have given in to, to running away and wasting and, and, and doing what the world's doing, and you found yourself empty and God has restored you, you are a recipient of the love of God. You're a recipient of the love of the Father. Come on, you are a recipient of the love of the Father. Somebody say restoration. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. And it suffices. Just, just show me, just show us the Father, where he's at, who he is, and, and we'll be happy with that. Jesus said, have I been with you so long and yet you don't know me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? There's only one place that you're going to see the face of the Father. And that is in the face of Jesus Christ. When you step through those pearly gates in heaven, who do you think is going to be sitting on the throne? The lamb. The lamb's going to be sitting on the throne. There's one throne and the lamb's going to be sitting on it. When you stand before God, you're going to be standing before the judgment seat of Christ. All power in heaven and in the earth. Come on. All, somebody say all power in heaven and in earth, he said, has been given unto me. Stand with me all around the building. When he couldn't find anybody to make up the hedge and fill in the gap, he said, I swear by myself, 
I will. Come on, I will. Somebody say, he did. I believe we have some Phillips in the room today. Thinking that the Father is way far off somewhere in heaven and not really paying attention or listening to or watching the things that are happening. Way far off in in eternity somewhere, some giant, giant spirit sitting on a giant throne somewhere and, and invisible and not man not able to get there. The Father showed himself to us, came to us. Have you been so long time and yet have you not known him? Have you not realized that Jesus could not have done the things that he did without being God. Come on, he could not fulfill what he fulfilled without being God. He could never have raised the dead, opened the blind eyes and the deaf ears, conquered death, stop a funeral procession, procession and tell the, the lad arise and he gets up from his casket if he had not been God. But he said, except you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Come on, we need a healthy understanding of who Jesus is. We need a healthy understanding of who he is and the power that he has. He has all power in heaven and in the earth. Come on, does anybody in the church believe that? That he has power over death. He has power over disease. He has power over cancer. He has power over diabetes. He has power over degenerative disc. He has power over any ailment and every ailment that can come against mankind. He has power over every sin. It don't matter how, how deep the sin is or how dark the sin is. The blood of Jesus is greater. Amen, he's greater. Somebody say he's greater. When we have a perfect understanding of who he is, we can believe him to do what he wants to do. Amen, why don't we lift our hands to the Lord right now all around the building and say, God, we want you to do what you want to do. Lord, we want your will to come to pass. God, I pray that every disease will be eradicated, Lord, from people in the anchor church. Anybody that's in the anchor church or connected to the anchor church, Lord, I pray for perfect health and soundness, Lord. I pray to come over their bodies in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for your name, God, to have dominion right now over every disease, over every spirit of infirmity in this place, God. I pray that you would exercise your dominion and your authority in this house today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 
Come on, worship him for who he is. Let there be a spirit of thanksgiving that fills this house. God, I accept you as father. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. He's in this house. Come on, there's healing in this house. Come on, if you want to acknowledge him as father this morning, why don't you step out of your seat, run down to this aisle, uh, run down to this altar and lift your hands to the Lord and give him some praise in the on the highest praise. Come on, give him some praise from your heart. I exalt you, Lord, today. You are above all things. And by you, all things consist. Come on. You're far above all principality and power and might and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. Come on, somebody exalt the name of Jesus. Come on, give your heart to the name of Jesus. Oh, there's glory in this house right now. Come on, lift your heart. Lift your heart of praise. Come on, praise him for who he is. Oh, he's your redeemer. Come on, he's the restorer. He's the repairer of the breach. He's the one that stepped in the middle and made up the hedge and created a path for us to be saved and restored and healed. He deserves our hearts. He deserves our praise. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church of Cambridge podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up with our weekly sermons. If you are in the Cambridge area, we invite you to join us on Sundays at 11 a.m. Again, thanks for listening and we hope to see you soon.